0: Welcome, ladies, to the online Bible study. This week we are going to be doing Ruth chapter 2. It has been such a wonderful study as we have looked into the life of Ruth. Now, you remember last week we ended off with Ruth and Naomi returning from Moab to Bethlehem at the time of barley harvest, which was around March to April. The time of new beginnings, which set the scene for our study this week as we look at chapter 2. So let's turn in our Bibles to Ruth chapter 2. Notice here that in verses 1 through 3, it shows us that we must live by faith in the Lord. In 4 through 16, we will see that we must live by the grace of God. And in the last verses, verses 17 to 23 it shows that we must live in hope so let's start off with the first section we must live by faith in the lord verses 1 through 3 it reads there was a relative of naomi's husband a man of great wealth of the family of elimelech his name was boaz so Ruth, the Moabitess, said to Naomi, Please let me go to, to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. So here we are introduced to Boaz. He was a great man of great wealth, of the family of Elimelech, and you remember Elimelech was Naomi's husband. He was a kinsman to Naomi. Now we will discuss how he is her kinsman redeemer a little bit later in this chapter. But for now, this is just a glimpse of an introduction to Boaz. Just a little interesting fact that I like to look into is, do you know who Boaz's mother is? Boaz's mother is Rahab, who was the harlot that hid the spies in Jericho, and she became saved and wanted to be identified with um, the the Israelite people. So, just a little interesting fact of how one person was saved, how she raised Boaz to be a godly man. And um, now Boaz is here introduced in the book of Ruth. Let's continue with verse 2. It says So Ruth the Moabitess said to Naomi, Please let me go to the field and glean heads of grain after him in whose sight I may find favor. And she said to her, Go, my daughter. Here we are reminded that Ruth was a Moabitess. As a foreigner, Ruth demonstrated enormous courage and faith as she suggested gleaning in the fields for food. Now you remember, they are still living in the days of the judges, where everyone did what they wanted to do when they wanted to do it there was no moral leader. So even though the famine was over, they still lived in a corrupt society. Ruth, as a Moabitess, which the Moabites were considered the enemy to the Jews, could have experienced a very icy reception when she went to glean in those fields. She even could have been run off the field or possibly even physically abused or raped so this was not an easy decision for Ruth to make but they were poor they were widows and living in a male dominated society which meant that there were very few jobs available for women now I just want to take a look and a few verses that shows how God can make wonderful provisions for the poor among his people you remember when the farmers of the land reaped their harvest whatever was left over was to be left for the poor no field, vineyard or tree was to be harvested a second time so the gleanings that had been left were to remain for the poor note how clearly God's commandment has spelled this out let's turn in our scripture to Leviticus 19 verses 9 through 10 it reads when you reap the harvest of your land you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field nor shall you gather the gleanings of your harvest and you shall not glean your vineyard nor shall you gather every grape of your vineyard you shall leave them for the poor and the stranger i am the lord your god now you can see here how god has set a law providing for the poor now let's turn over a few pages to Chapter 23 in Leviticus and look at verse 22. Again, God is speaking, saying, When you reap the harvest of your land, you shall not wholly reap the corners of your field when you reap, nor shall you gather any gleaning from your harvest. You shall leave them for the poor and for the stranger. I am the Lord your God so again here he is repeating this law now let's turn over to Deuteronomy chapter 24 and look at verses 19 through 22 it says when you reap your harvest in your field and forget a sheaf in the field you shall not go back to get it it shall be for the stranger the fatherless and the widow, that the Lord your God may bless you in all the work of your hands. When you beat your olive trees, you shall not go over the boughs again. It shall be for the stranger, the fatherless, and the widow. When you gather the gates of your vineyard, you shall not glean it afterward. It should be for the stranger the fatherless and the widow and you shall remember that you were a slave in the land of Egypt therefore I command you to do this thing think about that God set laws to protect and provide for the poor the stranger and the widow he mentions this these are just three of the verses that he mentions this when God says things three times that means it's very important and sometimes it takes more than once to get it into our head that he really wanted to make sure that they were provided for so here we have Ruth going out to glean in the field note where she was gleaning in verse 3 it says then she left and went and gleaned in the field after the reapers. And she happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz, who was of the family of Elimelech. It says, She happened to come to the part of the field belonging to Boaz. Now, ladies, this was no accident. By the providence of God, Ruth gleaned in the part of the field belonging to Boaz. Now, at this time, Ruth did not know who Boaz was. She did not know he was a relative of Naomi's, nor did she know whose field was whose when she set out to glean. Now, you notice also back in verse 2, when she was talking to Naomi, and she was telling her that she was going to go out into the field. What did Naomi say to her? She just said, go my daughter. She didn't tell her, oh, go over here. I have a relative, Boaz, that you can glean in his field. No, she just said, go my daughter. This is a strong suggestion of God's sovereignty, of his moving events and guiding the life of Ruth to a very special purpose that will unfold as we continue our study in the book of Ruth. So, Ruth's steps were guided by the Lord. Turn over to Genesis chapter 4, verse 27. It says, And he said, Blessed, Be the Lord God of my master Abraham who has not forsaken his mercy and his truth toward my master as for me being on the way the Lord led me to the house of my master's brethren ladies just as Ruth God directs our paths in our life also God is constantly working with us, as it shows in Mark sixteen twenty, in us, as it shows in Philippians two twelve through thirteen, and for us, as it shows in Romans eight twenty eight, in accomplishing His gracious purposes. I also like the verse of Proverbs sixteen nine, where it says, "A man's heart plans his way, but the Lord." directs his steps and then you also see in Psalms 37 23 that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord and he delights in his ways ladies the Lord does guide our steps to live by faith means to take God at his word and then act upon it for faith without works is dead as we know in James chapter 2, verse 20. So, just as Ruth by faith went out to glean in the fields, we also need to step out in faith. Just as the priest had to step into the raging waters to cross the river carrying the ark, we too have to step out by faith. Yes, we may feel vulnerable. And we'll pray and ask God for his guidance. And we need to trust in God to lead us. But if you are not in your word daily and seeking God's will, how will you hear what God wants you to hear? How are you going to know what God wants you to do? How are you going to follow where he wants you to go? Ladies, it is so important to be in communication with God daily so we know what His will is for our lives. God is working behind the scenes for us even when we are not aware of His working. But it is not going to happen if we're not listening. We're not going to know where to go. And you need to be in the Word and knowing God's will for your life so that you know the difference between Satan telling you to do something and God telling you ladies it was not by chance that led Ruth to the field of Boaz it was the sovereign power of God now we have seen the first section of chapter two of the book of Ruth now let's go on to verses four through sixteen where we must live by the grace of God turn uh, to chapter 2 of the book of Ruth verse 4 and it says now behold Boaz came from Bethlehem and said to the reapers the Lord be with you and they answered him the Lord bless you notice how Boaz and his workers greeted each other in the name of the Lord now this gives some indication of the character of Boaz that he was a kind, godly man you don't see this today as much as you do then today they take God out of everything it is just not politically correct and it is such a shame Boaz was an employer who respected his workers and had an excellent relationship with them. This is an example for all of us that even though we live in troubled times, we can live godly lives in spite of circumstances around us. We also see in this verse the providence of God working in Ruth's life again the Lord led Ruth to the field of Boaz right? well now we see here that the Lord led Boaz to visit the field when Ruth was there now imagine Ruth could have been out taking a rest she could have gotten her fill and already left but no God orchestrated it so that Boaz would be there at the very time that Ruth was out gleaning. A relationship was being created between Boaz and Ruth, a relationship that was being worked out by the hand of God. So as Boaz arrived, he spotted Ruth picking up the leftover grain behind the women who were tying the grain into sheaves or bundles so what happened next we see in chapter 2 verses 5 through 7 that boaz sought out who ruth was it reads then boaz said to his servant who was in charge of the reapers whose young woman is this so the servant who was in charge of the reapers answered and said it is the young Moabite woman who came back with Naomi from the country of Moab and she said please let me glean and and gather after the reapers among the sheaves so she came and has continued from morning until now though she rested a little in the house now we go on to verse 8 and 9 where Boaz actually meets Ruth then Boaz said to Ruth you will listen my daughter will you not do not go to glean in another field nor go from here but stay close by my young women let your eyes be on the field which they reap and go after them have I not commanded the young men not to touch you? And when you are thirsty, go to the vessels and drink from what the young men have drawn. Here we see that Boaz took the initiative and spoke to Ruth. He addressed her as my daughter, indicating that she was perhaps younger than Boaz. He immediately sought to help her by inviting her to glean in his fields in his alone now he also knew that she was the daughter-in-law of Naomi his kin as the men harvested the crops the servant girls followed along behind tying the grain into bundles so Boaz was showing very special favor here to Ruth. He was inviting Ruth to follow along behind the servant girls, picking up whatever grain they had missed. Then in verse 9, we see that not only did Boaz supply grain for Ruth, but he also promised to protect and provide for her. He informed her that he had instructed his men not to touch her and that she could drink water from the very wells provided for his workers. Boaz's treatment of Ruth is a striking picture of the concern and care of Christ for us. Can you see that? Here Boaz spotted Ruth working in the fields. Jesus Christ, our Lord, sees us and knows exactly where we are and what our needs are. Nothing is hid from God. He sees every need we have. Just as Boaz promised to protect and provide for Ruth, so the Lord protects and provides for us. Let's look at verse 10. It says, So she fell on her face, bowed down to the ground, and said to him, Why have I found favor in your eyes, that you should take notice of me, since I am a foreigner? Ruth's response to Boaz was of humility and gratitude. Falling down or bowing before another person, was a common ancient gesture of honor, respect, gratitude, and submission. She was not worshiping Boaz, but she was showing humility and gratitude. Let's look on to verses 11 through 16. Here we see that Boaz knew Ruth's story. In verse 11 it says And Boaz answered and said to her, It has been fully reported to me all that you have done for your mother in law since the death of your husband, and how you have left your father and your mother and the land of your birth, and have come to the people whom you did not know before. The Lord repay your work, and a full reward be given to you by the Lord God of Israel under whose wings you have come to refuge then she said let me find favor in your sight my lord for you have comforted me and have spoken kindly to your maidservant though I am not like one of your maidservants now Boaz said to her at mealtime come here and eat of the bread and dip your piece of bread in the vinegar so she sat beside the reapers And he passed parched grain to her, and she ate, and was satisfied, and kept some back. And when she rose up to glean, Boaz commanded his young men, saying, Let her glean even among the sheaves, and do not reproach her. Also, let grain from the bundles fall purposely for her. Leave it that she may glean, and do not rebuke her Boaz knew Ruth's story for it didn't take long for news to travel in a little town like Bethlehem we know how that is living here in a small town everyone knows your business so Boaz knew exactly who Ruth was that completes section 2 of our chapter now we will go on to the third the very last verses as we look at 17 through 23 that we must live in hope Ruth was able to glean feeling totally secure in Boaz's field gleaning went from about early morning to the evening just before sundown after sundown was the time to beat out what was was gathered an ephah of barley is approximately about 5.5 gallons or a basket full which is about half a bushel some commentators say that it is enough food for two women for one to two weeks this was not the normal for a poor widow to glean. Boaz made sure she was able to glean more than normal home. Just as the Lord gives us up and beyond what we deserve Boaz was giving Ruth up and beyond what the normal widow or poor would get. So now Ruth is now ready to go home to Naomi you remember last time we saw Naomi in chapter 1 she was feeling empty and bitter she felt as if God had dealt bitterly with her as we saw in Ruth 1.20 now what I want you to do is look at chapter 2 verse 20 and see the difference in Naomi it says Then Naomi said to her daughter-in-law, Blessed be he of the Lord who has not forsaken his kindness to the living and the dead. And Naomi said to her, This man is a relative of ours, one of our close relatives. So what caused this positive change in Naomi's attitude? Naomi had a new hope in her heart there was a light at the end of the tunnel great hope was aroused because boaz was the kinsman redeemer of naomi as we will see in verses 20 to 23 this ladies is a striking picture of jesus christ the believers kinsman redeemer now you can learn and read about the kinsman redeemer when you look at Leviticus 25:47 to 55. When Naomi heard the name Boaz, she immediately exclaimed that that man is our close relative. He is one of our kinsman redeemers. This fact meant the most wonderful thing to Naomi. Because in a Jewish society, the kinsman-redeemer was just that, a near relative who could redeem or rescue a needy family member. Note that this great hope of the kinsman-redeemer had four wonderful effects upon Naomi and Ruth. First, we see in verse 20 that it stirred Naomi to praise the Lord in 21 we saw that there was assured of continued provision you remember Boaz told her to continually glean in his field and in verse 22 there was an assured of continued protection Boaz instructed the men not to touch Ruth then in verse 23 we see that it stirred Ruth to continue gleaning. Jesus Christ is our kinsman redeemer. It is he who redeems, rescues, and saves us from the impossible, hopeless situations of our life. No matter what the critical problem may be, the Lord Jesus Christ will redeem and save us. He is our kinsman redeemer. Ladies, no matter what our circumstances are, no matter what is happening in our life today, we have hope. It may feel as if we are at the lowest point of our life, but God is always with us to provide for us and to protect us. As Christians, We don't have to worry. God promises to meet our needs according to His will. I want to challenge you today to examine your life. Are you a Ruth or a Naomi? Are you trusting in the one true God to meet your needs, totally committed to Jesus Christ? Or are you like Naomi? You're feeling empty and bitter. Is there something in your life that is causing you to say, I don't deserve this. I feel empty. The Lord is dealing with me in a bitterly manner. We need to allow Christ to fill our soul. Trust in him to redeem you, to provide for you. Christ knows your circumstances. He knows what you are going through. He is there for you. We just need to trust him. Now Ruth's loyalty was revealed in her obedience to Naomi's words. She gleaned with Boaz's servant girls for the several weeks of the barley and the wheat harvest. And during that time, she lived with Naomi. Next week, we are going to be looking at chapter 3 of the book of Ruth. And I look forward to doing that study with you also. And as we learn how Ruth lived a committed life, no matter what the cost. I look forward to doing the study with you again next week. God bless.